It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 20th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can always follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Coming here to, to you late on a Friday, so we will be quick today, I promise, as we look at the Magic's upcoming game against the Portland Trailblazers, as well as discuss some of Aaron Gordon's struggles over the last few games. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you could only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Portland Trailblazers pre or post game? Check out Locked On Blazers. Want to look ahead to the Magic's first home game after this road trip on Monday? You can check out Locked On Bulls for a lowdown on the Chicago Bulls. Plus, we've got great national podcasts locked on NBA, locked on fantasy basketball, rejecting the screen, and the Duncan and Hollinger NBA podcast. No matter who your favorite team is, who your, fa- who your least favorite team is, the team you're just curious about, or everything in between, you can find a Locked On podcast for you, whether it's NBA, NFL, NHL, college, or MLB. There is a podcast covering the team that you want to know about. Find those podcasts today wherever you download podcasts. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic will complete their four-game road trip tonight, Friday night, against the Portland Trailblazers in Portland, a place that has always been difficult to play, but has been especially difficult for the Orlando Magic over the last eh, probably 10 years or so. This is obviously going to be a tricky game as both the Magic and Blazers have pretty much underperformed, I think, what a lot of people thought they would be at this point in the season. The Magic and Blazers are an identical 12-16. and 16. They're both they're, The Blazers are 17th in net rating. The Magic are 18th in net rating. Net Blazers at minus 1.4, Magic at minus 1.7. Both have kind of struggled in areas where they were expected to succeed. Portland, with a 109.7 offensive rating on the year, is 11th, but their defense has been abysmal. And the Magic, with a 106.9 defensive rating, are 12th. I think both were expected to be top 10 offensive teams, especially after the Blazers picked up Carmelo Anthony. Unlike the Magic, however, the Blazers struggled out the gate and have kind of started to, to pick things up. And really, really the focus in this game is obviously on Damian Lillard, who's, who's such a huge part of what the Blazers do and, and such a huge problem for the Magic specifically. But where this game is really going to turn is, is the Blazers have started to come around offensively. A 111.4 offensive rating over the last 10 games. They're ninth in the league in that time. The Magic, though, are not trending in the right direction. I mentioned they are 12th in the league in defensive rating. In their last 10 games, the Magic are 24th in defensive rating. Their defensive rating right now in the last 10 games 
is actually worse than the Blazers, and the Blazers do not have a good defense. This is all to say that this game, despite the Magic's really strong record against teams with losing records, and I, I think, you know, you look at a team like Detroit, a team like Portland, though, you know, Magic lost to Detroit, that's one of their three losses to a team with losing record. That's a team that's probably a little bit better than their record indicates, and I would certainly say that this Blazers team is more dangerous than their 12-16 and 16 record indicates. I, I would honestly say that about the Magic, too, but the Magic right now are, are in a little bit of a hole and struggling, just a hair. This is, again, to say, the Magic played some great defense against Utah. They played some great defense against Denver, but they didn't play good defense long enough, and that's generally been the problem over the last 10 games. As much as we focus on the Magic's poor shooting and lack of three-point shooting, and that is a problem, don't get it wrong. That is a problem the Magic have to deal with and have to kind of get past and improve upon. They have to become better shooters. But the biggest problem the Magic face is defensively. And unfortunately, this Portland team is not a team, and Denver wasn't either, but the Magic actually did a good job with the Nuggets for probably two and a half quarters. This Portland team is not a team you want to mess around with defensively. Even last year when the Magic's defense was good, and the Magic faced the Blazers twice before, but faced them both times before they started making their run to the playoffs. So, you know, the, the Blazers didn't see the Magic, you know, fully op- as a fully operational battle station. Um, no, you know how that worked. Um, but, uh, but this Blazers team specifically has given the Magic a lot of problems because the Magic have rarely had anyone who could handle Damian Lillard. I've watched a few Blazers games over the course of the season, and, and the Blazers bench is, you know, despite some talent, they've got uh, Scott LaVissiere, who's, who's having a, a, a really nice year. They've got Anthony Simons, the, Orlando, the Edgewater product. Um, you know, they've, they've got some interesting players coming off the bench, but this team doesn't have much of a bench. And I would even argue that when C.J. McCollum is in without Damian Lillard, for those who are interested in C.J. McCollum, that is, C.J. McCollum without Damian Lillard isn't nearly as effective and really isn't effective at all as this team is with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is the guy that makes this team go. Um, he was my, I mean, he was sort of my pick to be the leading scorer in the league. I don't think that's going to happen, but Lillard is a guy that just makes this team go. He retracts so much attention. He's such a great scorer off the dribble. He's just such a great attacker in pick and rolls. He's such a great attacker in isolation. And this Blazer team has so many weapons. If they get the ball moving, they've got shooters in McCollum. They've got a shooter in Carmelo Anthony. They got guys who can create, but no one creates quite like Damian Lillard. And the Magic know that firsthand because Damian Lillard almost single-handedly beat the Magic twice last year. And the problem is for the Magic is they have just struggled to defend him. Now, last year they used DJ Augustine. Not a, you know, DJ, for, for everything else, is he's a, he's a solid defender. Or, I mean, I wouldn't say he's a solid defender. He is what he is. He's a little bit small, so he gets beat, beat up a lot. This is a game where I think the matchup between Markel Fultz and Damian Lillard is going to be key. Obviously, you got to slow down Damian Lillard somehow, but more than that, I think you got to force Damian Lillard to be a shooter and not a passer because he's going to find his points. He's going to find his scoring, but you got to force him to be a shooter, not a passer because if he gets everyone else involved, that's that's how this team wins. That's how this team can beat you. And Markel Fultz, I think, has been an okay defender. Uh, he's certainly got defensive potential. Um, but I, I think 
I think there's still a little bit lacking in, in Fultz's defense, and I, I'll admit that. Um, I, I think that... I, I mean, the way I've approached this season, I think I've said this on, on this podcast before, the way I'm approaching this season for Markel Fultz is this is essentially his rookie year. I do want to compare him to other rookies and see where he's at uh, among among like you know you know the John Morants and, and all, all those guys um I I, I think that Fultz as a, I, I treat Fultz like a rookie this year and, and that's why I, I am really impressed and happy with how he's played I am knocking his defense but I'm not burying him at all if, if that makes sense um I, I, I've, I think I've said this as well this summer was about getting healthy next summer is about skill development. Um, so again, this year is essentially to me his rookie year. So you show little signs, you show flashes of who you can be. I am more than happy because I don't ex- I, I don't like to expect much from rookies because rookies are rookies. And as good as Fultz has been, he's you know still only averaging like twelve points per game. So defensively, this is going to be a big challenge for Markel Fultz. If, if you're going to put a highlight on on a matchup that matters in this game, it is Markel Fultz's defense against Damian Lillard. But that's not the only place the Magic have to be good. The Magic are not going to be able to outscore Portland. But Portland's defense is going to keep the Magic in the game so long as they commit to their principles. The Magic have done a good job with turnovers over the last few games. And and their offense, despite some shooting struggles, has been okay. They've generated good shots, and they generated good shots against Denver and just missed a ton of them. It wouldn't surprise me if Orlando comes out really strong offensively because Portland's defense is going to give that up. But that doesn't mean Portland is easy to get by. They still have Hassan Whiteside as a rim protector and shot blocker. You have to be smart attacking the lane. You have to kick it out. You have to go inside out against this team. And when you get opportunities to finish, you've got to finish. The big thing for me, though, and again, I think the Magic have done a good job with turnovers over the last few games. The big thing for me, though, is the Magic cannot turn the ball over. They cannot make mistakes. If they are missing shots, they've got to buckle down defensively. They've got to double down defensively because if they're not playing good defense, they have no chance in this game. They're not going to be able to outscore Portland. They're not going to be able to outrace them uh, in, in that category. So they've got to buckle down defensively. And like I said, the Magic's defense has not lived up to its billing. They are 24th in the league in defensive writing over the last 10 games. That is plainly unacceptable for this team. Steve Clifford often says the Magic need to be top 10 defensively, top half offensively. The fact that this team is 12th in defensive rating for the entire year is concerning, and it's been worse over the last 10 games. The fact that the Magic are, you know, 25th in offensive rating, it's not good, but it's not completely unexpected, and and I and I think the Magic are showing improvements offensively. So I think that will normalize, and they'll finish. They'll finish in the high twenties. They, they they won't be they won't be bottom five by the end of the year. I don't think, but they're 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 probably not going to get into the teens. But defensively, they've got to be better. And it's just little things. It's little moments. It's 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 it, you know it's it's you know honestly a lot of it is just taking care of your individual man and. You know, obviously, this is a game that that's going to be especially tough to do because Damian Lillard is really, really good and, and dominates that ball. And, you know, you're going to accept the tough shots against him. But like I said, I think the key to this game is forcing Damian Lillard to be a scorer and not a passer. If he is getting passes, if he's getting assists, the Magic will be in trouble in this game. Tip-off tonight is at 10 o'clock, so in roughly nine and a half hours as I'm recording this today. 
Tip-off is at 10 o'clock as the Magic finish off this four-game road trip. They'll be back home Monday against the Chicago Bulls. But Orlando hopes wants to get this one to go 2-2 two and two on this West Coast road trip. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Before we move on, the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash LockedNBA and using LockedNBA at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from Lockdown sponsors at LockdownPodcast.com slash offers. Again, visit casper.lockdownfl or LockedNBA and use the promo code LockedNBA at checkout. Also, if you're looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to BreakingT.com slash locked on breaking tea makes sports t-shirts around teams passion moments great for all fans go to breaking tea.com slash locked on and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's no secret right now that the Orlando Magic are struggling. You know, we had a, a big podcast yesterday. I'm sorry for the late release on that. Um, I hope you were able to catch it at least in the morning. If not, Here's your cue to go into the archives and check it out. Yesterday, we talked all about how this Magic team is not living up to its expectations, not living up to its own standards, and forget expectations. It's not, this isn't the team they are supposed to be. And they're struggling with some very basic things that, that they have to do to be successful this season. As you look at the standings, they're still, certainly still good enough to make the playoffs. And, and like I've said all year, that's the baseline for this team. Make the playoffs, and the season's not a failure. Whether it's a success or not, we can debate after the season. But the season is a failure if they do not make the playoffs. And through all these struggles, through all the difficulties the Magic have had so far this year, they're still in playoff positions, so they're, you know, not failing, at least. I'm not saying they're succeeding. They're certainly not living up to expectations, even, even moderate expectations like I have. Finding out, figuring out why this is the case has been a mystery. But I think one thing we all pointed to as 
as a potential sort of windfall for the Magic, as, as, as something the Magic almost needed to happen to realize their full potential, is the emergence of Aaron Gordon. I, I'm guilty of going player to player saying, oh, this is the year he makes the star turn, or this is the year that this guy has to show something or prove something. And to some extent, I, I think Aaron Gordon is in that kind of year. And, and I, I know I said during the offseason, and I'll continue to say this, that Aaron Gordon making a star turn would have been the key for the Magic to kind of vault up the Eastern Conference standings, and it very might well be. If he figures things out, if he puts all the pieces together, he's got the talent to really drive this team to another level. And and, and maybe at this point we're talking about competing, getting back into the race for 7th and 6th rather than fighting for 8th. But Aaron Gordon this year has not lived up to that promise. Savaging 13.3 points per game, which is down from last year, last year's 16 points per game. Shooting 41.6% from the floor, his worst of his career. He's shooting just 30% from beyond the arc, stopping the progress from three that he has had over the last few years. His 46.6% effective field goal percentage would be a career worst. This isn't the worst year of Gordon's career by any means. I think some of his early years, he, he struggled a lot in this league. But since the Magic really turned to him to be a starter and be a, a, a more reliable player, this is certainly up there with one of the more disappointing turns. At 23 years, at 24 years old, there was certainly the expectation that Gordon was about to, to hit a, a new level of play. That he was primed to take that step forward. And last year, he had a really good season. Last year, averaging 3.7 assists per game, his assists are even down to 2.9 and 7.4 rebounds per game. He showed a, a better balance. I'm not going to talk about his defense in this game because in this in this post because I think that Aaron Gordon's defense has been fine. I, I I still believe that Aaron Gordon is the best individual defender on the team. All due respect to Jonathan Isaac. Isaac, I think, is still a little jumpy and twitchy. Um, you know, makes young player mistakes going for for fakes and uses his length to recover well. So don't get me wrong. He's still a very Isaac is still a very 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 good defender. And ultimately, I think Isaac will be a better defender. The, the way the Magic use Isaac defensively is a little bit more as a roamer and free safety when they can. They they want him there to protect the rim and 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 just cause havoc in passing lanes. So the Magic use Isaac to complement a lot of things that Gordon does. But what Gordon does really really well, and he has done really really well this year despite his offensive struggles, is he is extremely good at containing the ball. And Gordon always gets the call on the best player. He will guard Carmelo Anthony in tonight's game. And he should guard Carmelo Anthony in tonight's game. And I have every faith that Gordon will limit Carmelo Anthony if they're matched up one-on-one as much as, as, much as he can. Isaac's going to be used as a roamer and as, as a rim protector, which is, I think, really the ideal for how the Magic want to play. But, ultimately, the Magic do need something from Aaron Gordon. If this team is going to take a leap offensively, it's going to come on Aaron Gordon. And the fact that he is shooting so poorly is a big reason why this Magic team is struggling so much. Gordon, after Wednesday's game against the Denver Nuggets, really couldn't put a finger on why he's had these struggles. He obviously got... He was obviously playing really well in the preseason before he got popped in the jaw. And his play that since then has been inconsistent. He's had 
you know, some, he had the ankle injury, obviously, and really even since then, he, he just hasn't been right. Since returning from that ankle injury on November 29th, Gordon is averaging 13.5 points per game, shooting just 31.9% from beyond the arc and 41% from three. He's getting 7.7 rebounds per game. So he's, he's again, very active defensively on the defensive end. I, I, don't, I don't think the problem's there. But you look at his last three games, especially. Nine points against New Orleans on three for 13, shooting one for five from beyond the arc. Six points against Utah, three for nine shooting, 0 for two from beyond the arc. And against Denver, nine points, four for 14 shooting, one for five from beyond the arc. He's not getting to the line a lot. He's only two for five from the foul line in his last three games. He's not a, not a heavy free throw shooter. But overall, Gordon is not getting shots to go down. And it's really just that. And that's what's baffling I think for everyone on the team. Steve Clifford was asked about Aaron Gordon after Wednesday's game and defended him vehemently, saying, you know, obviously he's got to watch the tape, but the tape also showed this as well. Gordon was missing open shots. Against Denver specifically, Gordon had, I believe it was, seven open shots. Seven shots that second spectrum defines as open or wide open. Just one of seven on open shots. And that's seven of 14 field goal attempts in total. Seven of his 14 field goal attempts Wednesday night were open shots. With The closest defender was four feet or more away from him. The problem isn't that the Magic aren't getting Gordon good shots. The problem is he's not making them. Why he's not making them is really unknown. Gordon said after Wednesday's game, he's got to get himself back into rhythm. He's just out of rhythm right now, and he's got to find a way back in. And, you know, I, I you know me, I like numbers. I like having facts behind me. You know, I watch all the games. I, it, it's hard to say much more than that. It, it, it really feels like, and I know, I know we've written this twice on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, the Magic's biggest problem is they're missing open shots. If you want to know why I'm still optimistic about this team, and honestly why I'm still optimistic about Gordon, that, that they can put all this together, it's that they're getting the looks they want. They really are. They're getting the looks they want in a lot of games. Not every game. It's, it's not perfect. I won't say the Magic's offense is on the verge of becoming you know elite, you know killer offense in the league. But certainly if the Magic play defense the way they're expected to play defense, the offense that they're playing, and this is throughout the year, this isn't just over the last 10 games, the offense that they're playing but the shots they're getting and the shot quality that they're getting should be enough. Again, the biggest issue the Magic have is they just need more consistent shooting, and right now, Gordon is not providing it. To be certain, though, if Orlando wants to win these games against good teams, and again, the Magic are 1-13 in 13 against teams with winning records this year. They are 11-3 they are, uh, against teams with losing records. Not that, of course, on the line tonight against Portland. If the Magic want to beat the playoff teams, the playoff caliber teams that, that, yes, they will need to beat if they get into the playoffs, and they will need to beat if they want to make the playoffs. If they want to beat these teams, they're going to need Aaron Gordon. They're going to need Aaron Gordon in rhythm, attacking the basket in space and transition, and yes, hitting open threes. It's The problems for the Orlando Magic are really startlingly simple. And that's, I think, the most frustrating part about how this season has gone so far. And honestly, a reason to at least hold out at least a reserve of optimism, even if even if you're you're frustrated, as, as I'm sure everyone is with this group. 
the Magic do have to find rhythm for Aaron Gordon. I don't know if they have to force it to him. I don't think that's the way Gordon scores best. He has, he's eliminated a lot of the freelancing. He's still got a good little mid, mid-range pull-up. I, 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 do, I do like that shot on occasion. Um, but Gordon's got to hit his open shots. And doing that will change everything for the Orlando Magic. It, it really will. It's honestly sometimes just a very simple formula. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Magic, of course, take on the Portland Trailblazers tonight at 10 o'clock. We'll have complete coverage of that game on the next episode of Locked On Magic. But for now, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.